Blog Talk Radio.
women every day. He got a big pistol, wig splitter. Put the nigga on the net, said he a real killer. Oh, nigga, bitch. Seen his ass in person, nigga did the real thriller. Pussy nigga. Hold it right around there, well, by myself serving with a drink. Ten, seventeen, ice on me, try to take a shoot you in the face. Yeah, mm. get him gone, get him gone, bags in, bags out, chop. To the mother uh, greatest. Man, y'all know that's our tagline. Welcome to Let's Chat Sports. My name is Miss Tony, and I got the one and only partner in all things sports, the one and only Mr. Jazz. Hey, Jazz, how you doing this Tuesday evening? Hey, what's going on, baby? What's happening with you? What's the word? <laughs> No problem, no problem. The word is we were just enjoying some of those tunes. You know, we try to get some of that music in. Leisha and I's library are so, so filled with uh, music. And that just happens to be one of my latest favorite by Superstar K, man. He is a friend to the show. Yes, he's been on our show a few times. He's making his round in the industry, in the music industry. He's doing his thing, and he always remembers Leisha and I, he sends us music that hasn't even been released yet. So sometimes 
Those two you hear on Let's Chat, Let's Chat Sports are oh. exclusive. They haven't even been released exclusive. yet, so we thank you. All right. Yes. You, All right, you can word. only hear That's it here on Let's Chat. Thank you, baby. So we thank Superstar K for that. But, but once again, you're listening to Let's Chat Sports. My name is Tony and Jazz. You know, we are on it. the evening of game one. Let's just hop right into it, of the NBA Finals, Jazz. Yeah, How man. are you yeah, feeling man. about that? Uh, I mean, I think that I think that the two, I think that the two best teams. No disrespect to Denver, no disrespect to mm-hmm. Lakers, but I think that the two best teams are in the fight. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been a okay. while since I can actually say that, but I think that the two best teams. Okay. Are in the fight, yes. Really, it's been a while, huh? I feel good. I feel good. But, you know, I'm excited. So we usually open up our show, Jazz, with the boxing. There's so much going on, and we have an upcoming – I'm not sure if you can hear it. Hear me. But um, we have a fight coming up this weekend. Absolutely. There's some background Absolutely. noise, Jazz. I'm not sure if you can hear it, Jazz. But um, there's, a, there's a fight coming up. But, but get us get us caught up in the yes. – boxing world, you know, that's how we like to start off our oh. show. For those that are listening, you know, they look for that in the beginning of that chat sport. So fill us in, guys. Well, uh, this weekend was no box. There was no fights on this weekend, 4th of July. So everybody kind of took the holiday off. But on Saturday, this Saturday, you have Conor McGregor, and he's fighting Dustin Poirier, three. So they fought two, they fought two times prior. Um, McGregor won the first one by knockout. Poirier won the second one by knockout. So now we're doing the third one. I fully expect for no disrespect, but I fully expect for Poirier to beat the bejesus out of McGregor and possibly make him retire. Hopefully, because uh, he shouldn't be fighting anymore. He should be oh. definitely should not be fighting anymore. No, he needs he needs that to be he needs to go into business. Dude, he'd have got pounded out his last his last three fights. He because Khabib knocked him out, then uh, Dustin knocked him out, and yo, know, those are his last two fights. So I would think that Khabib should just, I mean, that, that McGregor should just go ahead and just retire, dude. Go out with some kind of go out with some kind of um. Respect. Don't go out being a punching bag, dude. And for anybody who, for anybody who has Showtime, I, I will, I will, I will implore you to watch this documentary called The Kings. It is absolutely amazing. It is a documentary about Thomas Hitman Hearn, Sugar Ray Leonard. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Roberto Hansenstone Durant. You need to watch that. It's a four-part docu series. You need to watch it. It is excellent TV. I just finished watching it. It is wow. excellent. Oh my God! I recommend wow. it to anybody who is a boxing fan, who who understands who these four men are. If you're in my age bracket a little older, a little younger, you understand who Sugar Ray Leonard is. 
you understand who Marvelous Marvin Hagler is. And he just passed away a couple of years. Uh, this year, last year. And you know who Thomas the Hitman Hearns is? And you should know who Roberto Duran is. If you are a boxing fan, you need to watch that. And it is, I just can't, I'm sorry. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's excellent. Wow, those are some heavy hitters, Dad. And what, what station can they tune in to check this out? This is on Showtime. It's a Showtime documentary. But it, it probably could be streamed on a lot of different um, streaming apps. Like I know you can look at you can look at it on Cinema HD. If you got mm-hmm. Soul Player with TV streams on it, you can do it off of that. Um, you can do it off a lot of the. Um, you probably could do it. You definitely could do it off of um, your Showtime mobile app. Um, any app that you're using to stream TV, just search the Kings. T H E K I N G S, and you should be able to find it. It's excellent TV. Wow. Well, those that are, that that are in the know know that those are some heavy headed names that you shared with us. Those four, you know, um, I was even watching during those times, and that's something that even I would tune into because you know you don't see those type of boxes anymore. No. Nah, no. Nah. Uh, nah. so you, and, you don't his, see that type of. Mm-hmm. Here's the most ironic part about it. All four of them fought each other. I didn't really know that until I started looking at it. Because I, I, a couple of the fights I forgot. But, yes, they all, excuse me, they all fought each other. And they were the four, mm-hmm. they were the four best fighters in boxing during that time period between 1977 and 1980, uh, I was at 89, before Mike Tyson. Because a lot of you young cats know about Mike mm-hmm. Tyson. This is the history before mm-hmm. Mike Tyson. Mm. Those are the ones that Mike Tyson watched to become, yes. who, you know, for, for the love of boxing that, that he had yes. to, this, to this day. You know, those yes, were, you know, just, just, you know, we, I often touch on that because I don't feel that boxing, boxing has gotten away from those days, you know, the heavyweight, the welterweight, the middleweight, the lightweight, you know, those were like, what, like you said, those in our, our age range, we grew up on. So well, we know those You got to realize. So. Well, you know, it's it's different now because now everything is about politics and money and uh, what channel were you with, and who's your promoter, and all of that. Back then, you—if you was the top guy, you wanted to fight the best guy. You want to fight top guy. Like I, I feel no disrespect, but I feel as a boxing enthusiast, I will call myself. I, I, I take—I I have a problem with Floyd Mayweather. And the problem I have with him is the fact that during his whole career, outside of Diego Corrales, he never fought anybody. And maybe Madonna, the first Madonna fight. Other than that, Floyd Mayweather didn't fight any of the top guys. He didn't have to because he could still make money. Back then, mm-hmm. you only made money by fighting the top guys. 
That's why Sugar Ray Leonard fought Marvin, fought Marvin Hagler. That's the reason why uh, um, Thomas the Hitman Hearns fought, um, um, not only fought, yo, okay, quick story, quick story, people. Real story, and I know I'm, I'm being, I'm on the tangent, but real quickly, <laughs> yo, a cat, mm-hmm. walked, a cat walked up to, this is for the documentary, a cat walked up to um, Roberto Duran in the club and said, yo, I give you ten million dollars if you fight, if you fight um Thomas Hearn. He says to the guy, "I right, give me a million right now." The dude says, "Well, how am I supposed to come up with a million dollars at two in the morning?" Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, Durant was like, "I don't know." So he keep partying. Three hours later, he said, "Old oh, boy came to him with a half million dollars. Like, what about this?" He was like, "This." Mm. Let's do it. And that's how he fought Thomas the Hitman Hearns. That mm-hmm. is that that's great. So, yeah, you if you was the top guy, you fought the top guy. There was no ducking people till the money's right and all of that. Only person that did that was Sugar Ray Leonard. And Sugar Ray Leonard because Sugar Ray Leonard understood that he was the money. He was the golden mm-hmm. child. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He was like he was he was he was De La Hoya before De La Hoya. You know what I'm saying? If you want mm. to make money, you fight mm-hmm. Delahoy. If you want to make money back then, you fight Sugar Ray Lynch. And right. here's the funny part. One last, <laughs> one last note, real quick. I'm sorry. Um, when, when, because you know, um, Marvin's Marvin Hagler stopped boxing after he lost to Sugar Ray Lynch, which he thought was a total. Right. He got robbed. So he said he had came in. They did a, a boxing Hall of Fame thing. Where everybody was there, Hagler, Leonard, uh, Durant, da da da. He says that Sugar Ray Leonard sent this cat over to him and asked him, mm-hmm. say yo, say yo. He said, he said the cat said to him, he said, do you understand how much money we'll make if we did a, a marvelous Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard too? Marvin Hagler said to the cat, say yo, tell Sugar Ray to go get a light. So poignant, so poignant. Oh my god! Oh. Wow. I'm telling you, if you got to wow. see it, y'all got to see it. Oh my god, it's crazy, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, guys, you know, with all those those golden names that you mentioned, synonymous with boxing, you're also in that same era. We had the 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 promoter of all time, Don King. You know, you had those boxers that you loved, and then you had the on the flip side, the promoter who you always thought was kind of greasy, kind of out there, just kind of shady. You know, and, and Don oh, yeah. King is synonymous with those names. You know, so just Absolutely. as well as you have those those golden like Sugar Ray and Tommy Hearns and Ali, you have that flip side. The one that was putting them out there, the one and only Don King. You know, he Absolutely. you can't talk about boxer back in the day without talking about him. Well, to give y'all some insight into uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, do y'all understand who, if you look at boxing, if you look at ESPN mm-hmm. boxing, if you've ever looked at that, even now, top rank, top rank is, top rank is owned by uh, Bob Arum. Um, To put it into context, back in the first Sugar Ray Leonard of Roberto mm-hmm. Grand fight in like 1980. Don King was the promoter for 
Roberto Duran, right? Guess who was the promoter for Sugar mm-hmm. Ray Leonard in 1980? Bob Aaron. Okay. That's how long he's been around. And it's still around. Wow. He just signed, mm-hmm. he just signed Muhammad Ali's son to a contract. His son's going to be fighting in a couple Whoa. of years. I'll let you know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, keep us so, posted. Yeah. That's, how, that's, it, that's how long Bob some, came, someone, that's how long Bob Aaron been around. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. But someone wants to get in on this boxing conversation that we're having, and I think you're going to be happy to hear from okay. them. So we're going to bring in 516 Welcome to Let's Chat Sports. What's your name and where you coming What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> can, can, you, can you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear what me? What you got? Yo, Kyle, 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 what's that? What's that? What's that? I hate his bo- I hate his boxing talk. I want to get in on it. I'm a I'm a I'm a new I'm a new fan of boxing too. So what you got? I mean, who who, what you, got? Uh, who you got? Who you got as the pound for pound best best fighter out right now? Uh, right now, uh, for me, uh. Huh. I would say, and I know people might not agree, but for me right now, best pound for pound, I would say right now is Earl Spence for me. Earl Spence, I like that pick. I like Earl that Spence. pick. It would have to be. I got, I, he, 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 I got him in my top three. It's between him, Canelo, obviously, and and mm-hmm. Tank Davis, man. But my sleeper, my sleeper, who's going to be a, a star one day, Devin Haney. Uh, you know, Devin Haney, Devin Haney, he can't become a star if he ain't knocking cats out, straight up. And right now, at, at one, How old is at his weight. Like 21? Yeah, he's 20, he won 21, just turned 22, I think, actually. Yeah. He's young. But he got some knockouts he fights in the though. But, if, but he, he, like, okay. One thing about Devin Haney is Devin Haney wants to fight Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is not going to fight Devin Haney. Ryan Garcia is not going to gain Ryan anything Gar- by fighting Devin Haney. He's not. So Devin Haney well, he has, has to, to fight someone. He has to fight a big man. Well, Ryan Garcia Lomachenko has to fight is not coming down. I mean, Devin Haney is going to have to move up. In order for him to get a big game fight, he's going to have to move up. But his problem is, his, his bigger problem is, he is fighting on the zone. And... Right now, Heyman, Heyman's not going to deal with him right now because he doesn't have to. And Aram, who has Lopez and Lomachenko in his stable, he's working on them doing the rematch. So right now, Haney's locked out. And Tank Davis, right now, I will say this. I will say this. And it's interesting what you said. If Tank Davis, because remember, he he just got this 140 belt from Barrios. Mm-hmm. If Tank Davis fights Josh Taylor or Ramirez at 140, if he fights him and wins, he's in my top three. But he's got he's got to give me a name now. Got to give me a name now. He 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 he's he's not fighting anybody that can challenge him right now, in my opinion. So I got to see him in there with a heavy hitter. Before I could give him, but he put that. those numbers up though. But again, he knocked out Santa Don't Cruz. Take a few numbers. Santa Cruz put the numbers up. He's the show. Just because you don't show don't mean you He's good. The show man. 
But that's what you don't makes think you he's good. good? Because you're the show. I think he's but he, good. But he, he's he, not great. He's proven. Not great. He has he has proven what? What does he prove? That he can knock out. He, he proved he he proved yes. For him to move up the, two the, divisions and knock out a bigger fighter dude, is impressive. He knocked out Bar- he knocked out Barrios, bro. That's not saying a lot, man. That was a great he fight. He knocked out Barrios. And huh? and I'll say this if you watch the fight, was a champion. If you watch that fight. You watch that dude, he I was a, he was a regular that. champion. He was a regular champion. Remember, the WBC has three levels of champion. Regular, super, and gold champion. Guess who's the gold champion? Mm-hmm. Josh Taylor. Who's that? So again, him fighting Barrios just meant that now he has a belt at one forty. But everybody knows if you at one forty, if you ain't fighting Josh Taylor, he has Josh Taylor has all the belts. All of them. Because he beat uh-huh. Ramirez, because Ramirez had two and he had two. He has all the belts now. Because he took Ramirez two belts. If 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 Tate wants to be a champion at one forty, legitimately he should go through Ramirez, and if he beats Ramirez, he gets a shot at Taylor, straight up. Because that's the way it was back in the day with the Kings. If you want the shot, mm-hmm. you go through good cats to get that shot. Don't go through Barrios. Barrios ain't nobody, bro. Look, look at Barrios' record when you get on the phone. Barrios is a mm-hmm. he's not a tomato can, but he ain't he's not great. I'm not going through him. Dang, that that doesn't tell me, but I will say this. If you look at Tate Davis' record, his best, the biggest name on his record was Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz right. was the setup. Santa Cruz, 34 years old, man. Santa Cruz already had his run. Santa Cruz wasn't going to hurt Tate Davis. And plus, Santa Cruz is a Heyman guy. So I'm pretty sure Heyman was like, yo, Santa Cruz, I need you to give me this one. You know what I'm saying? Take that, take that ass whooping, but I'm going to give you a nice check on the way out. Santa Cruz was like, God, I'm good with that, man. I'm a couple of years, man. I can give you that. He gave me. <laughs> Fight of the year. Mm-hmm. Fight of the year. Everybody's talking about tape. So now he moves up to 140. But let me ask, okay, have you ever, uh, real quickly, have you ever asked yourself why he moved up to 140? Because mm-hmm. uh, that, I think that fight would have, I, I think that was a numbers fight. That fight but do you know? Sense, but, but again, but. remember, he was 135. He went right. from 130. Well, he walked around 140. So tell me. He walked around me. 140. I, I think he walked around at like 165, 170, if you ask me. But I'm going to ask you this. So ask me this. Why would he move up to 140 when he could have fought Haney at 130? He could have fought Telefimo Lopez who everybody has is dead, one of their type three at 135. Yeah, he's up there for me, too. So why would he move up to 140 when he could wait and fight Telefimo? But I think, I, think you, I think you wait to fight a Teofimo Lopez to build, to build that fight up. Because, he, like, fighters nowadays, it's more business now. They want to build up the fight. Just like, just like Floyd didn't fight Pacquiao until they were both old. You know what I'm saying? They want to build that hype up. So... They get some more. They get some more hype under their under their name. That Teofima Hank, that Teofima Tank fight, or that 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 Tank Haney fight is a bigger fight numbers wise. 
Okay, let me ask you. So yeah, I'll, I'll go to weight class. Let me just get a let me get a quick belt, and then build my name up even and more. Then the weight. Make myself a, okay. a more a, a bigger name in the in the fighting game, and then and then now I'm the A side when it comes to fighting Teofimo Lopez because now I'm bringing the numbers. You see what I'm saying? As opposed because you know he wants to be the A side if he wants to fight Javante Davis, but Javante Davis is looking at it like I'm bringing in the numbers. I'm the pay per view star. I'm the A side. You do understand why that fight will never happen. Who, the, the fight will never Tank, happen. Tank, the, 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 yes, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. And here's the reason why it'll you never don't think happen. So? No, because Aram is Aram is setting up. Did you see the Lomo fight a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, with 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 Hiopima? No, Lomo. He fought. Yeah, um, I watched it. He fought the uh, the Asian cat. Oh, so, no, mm-hmm. that was the same they think for. Was... Absolutely. Here's the thing. The the Lomo fight, Aram is setting up a Lomo Lopez too. That's what he's setting up. And because if he if he does a Lomo Lopez too, he doesn't have to split the promotion. He gets to promote it all. Keep it all to himself. If he right. in order for Tank to get the fight, that means that Aram has to deal with Hay- he has to deal with um, Heyman. He's Lord. not dealing with Heyman unless he has to. We'll never get the Lopez fight. What Tate can get is he can wait at one forty, wait for one of them cats to come up, and wait there because Tate's not going to get another belt at one forty. He's not. He's going to sit there and wait. But that's the problem with your Tate because where do you go? Because Haney is on his own. Telefimo and Lomo are on Aram and Barrio. Can remember, if you notice, everybody who Tank is for has been a Heyman guy. Keep the promotion in house. Mm-hmm. That way, he don't have to share it. He could get part of the promotion like the Charlos are doing. He get part of the promotion like Earl Spence is doing. And they can keep it all in house. So let's be clear. Barrios wasn't supposed to win that fight. He would have He went. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you seen Lopez fight, right? You seen Lopez fight. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you yep. a question. Barrios caught Tank with some shots. Now Tank ate him, but he caught him with some shots. Yeah. If you give Lopez, if you give Lopez the same shots, Tank might be on his back. Real talk. I think I think but I think Tank could drop Lopez too. Now, I'm not saying he can't, but again. That'll be a great fight. Is, That'll be a great we, fight. We've seen we've seen Lopez get hurt in the Lomochenko fight. We've never seen mm-hmm. Tank get hurt. And again, it's like them other Heyman guys. Okay, prime example. Dante Wilder. First time he got hurt against Tyson, what happened? Done. Over. Because again, once you get he's not hurt, a skilled boxer. So, so Tank's a skilled boxer now. I think That's Tank is a better all-around box. I think Tank is a better all-around boxer as far as movement, defense, speed, agility than uh than Wilder. Wilder Wilder depends on that right hand. Now his recent training videos, I see more movement in his fighting. But if you look at a Wilder fight. There's not there's not much 
real boxing, I would say, because I watched I watched the last the last Fury fight and he wasn't really boxing. He he relies heavy on that 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 hand yet. You know what I'm saying? I would, mm-hmm. I, would, I, I would like to see Wilder really, like, box. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really seen that from him in his last couple fights. But, and I think if he does add that to his, to his arsenal, he will be unstoppable. And I'm hoping to see that in this in this Fury 3. So so you say you got – so if it takes in your three, what are your other two? I got – I said I had Canelo and – I had Canelo and – and Earl Spence, I like Earl Spence a lot. So you got Can- one of my favorites. So you got Canelo, Earl Spence, and um, Canelo, Earl Spence, and and Tank. Tank. I like Crawford. Uh, I want. I, why? I I do got a question for you too. Though. Why don't Why don't you think we got the Keith Thurman Spence fight? Why we haven't gotten it? Yeah, and why, mean, why we haven't? won't get it? You talking about Thurman or you talking about Crawford? Keith Thurman. Nobody wants to see Keith Thurman fight anybody. Keith Thurman's done. Why? Keith Thurman has shoulder surgery. He's done. He's done. He, he's a he, he's a, he's done. But even, he, when, he, it was, even when it was time to fight back in the day, we didn't get that fight. Thurman. Thurman. Thurman problem was um, when it came to Keith Thurman. Thurman couldn't own, um, and nothing against Thurman. I, I, I like Thurman. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I like him, but you gotta for for Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman hasn't been right since the fight before the Pacquiao fight because he couldn't really use the arm in the fight before Pacquiao. Now he said that he hurt the fight. He hurt the the arm more during training, and that's the reason why he lost so badly to Pacquiao. I tend to disagree. I tend to believe that he. I, I I don't know if he can use the arm or not. But my thing is, if you could, if you can't use the arm, he shouldn't be fighting. And you can't use that excuse once you get beat up. But most people are more interested in the Terrence Crawford Earl Spence fight. That's the fight that everybody wants to see at 47. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that you'll get that fight either because. Um, Again, uh, and it's not, believe it or not, it's not Earl Spence. That's the problem. Earl Spence, like, yo, I'll fight him. Earl Spence will fight him and take a 60-40 split and fight him. But mm-hmm. Chance Crawford wants a 60-40 split in his face. And like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You have one belt. He has two belts. And if he beat Manny Pacquiao, he's going to have three belts. And you think that you should get a 60-40 split on your side, that means you don't want to fight. So, like Earl Spence Spence said, I can make money without you. I can continue to make money without you. But like he said, Chance, you can't make money without me. You never even did a pay-per-view yet. But you think you want to get 60-40? Now you're talking about you want 70-30. Come on, man. Look, I'm just going to keep it pushing. And plus, I don't think that Earl Spence, honestly, is going to be at 47 too much longer. I fully expect him to be at 54 probably by next year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's too big yeah. for 47. He's too big for 47. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he he comes into the ring at 47. I swear he's like 155, bro. Easy. Throwing, yeah, he's throwing a them things. 
Yeah, he's, he's a monster, dude. And nothing against Pacquiao, and I like Pacquiao. I've watched Pacquiao since he was a a, a super straw weight. Dude, let's be clear. Pacquiao can't. He, he, he can't. It's going to be hard for him to deal with that power, man. Spence on another level when it comes to that power. Now, I will say this. Before the accident, if you would have caught Spence right after the accident, like when he was supposed to fight Sean Porter the first time before Corona, Porter probably would have got because I don't think he was all the way back yet from the accident. But Corona did yeah. him a favor. Corona After gave him 13 months to heal up. Oh, pff, he's yeah. a beast now. He's a beast. That's the only way he was going to catch him was because of the accident. So, yeah, I fully expect for him to – I fully expect for him, no disrespect. I don't think he knocked Manny out because I think Manny has too much pride to get knocked out. But I fully expect for Manny to get abused, man. I fully – I do. Absolutely. Abused? Oof. Abused. I think he'll get abused, man. I think I think wow. he's gonna do. I think he's gonna do the Pacquiao, what he did to, Mickey to Mikey Garcia. Garcia. He gonna yeah. let him hang around, but I'm gonna abuse you while you in here. I'm gonna let you hang around. You gonna go to twelve, and because at one point he could have knocked Mikey down, but he did. He backed off. Let Mikey recover, because they all hating guys. They're all promoted by Heyman. Let Heyman like, yo, don't don't butcher him. Don't butcher him. Let him live a little bit. And we'll uh we'll cut that check. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. But I'm but I'm gonna tell like you it, what, like since it. you since you follow since you follow I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell your cat to keep your eye on. I want you to look him up. He's the rush he's the champion. At 175, Russian cat. He got like two out of the three belts, dude. He's 16 and over 16 knockouts. You need to look at him because he's in mm-hmm. my top three. Mm-hmm. That cat, he's a monster. Like, he, he, don't, he don't play around. I think his name is Arthur something, Archwa. He's Russian. It, yo, that cat, serious. And they talking about Canelo. Cause see, here's the reason why I want you to look him up. Because they said to Canelo, if he wins, if he takes out Plant, and then he takes out Benavidez, he said that he wants to move up. And if he moves up, that's the cat he's going to have to fight. Mm. And when you see this cat, ah. now nah, he, nah, he's a monster. Ooh, yeah. He don't play around. He like, he, like, he like the king. I'm getting you out of here, man. I ain't playing around with you. I ain't got time to play around with you. <laughs> I gotta I'm gonna knock you out. I gotta check him to the house. Yo, you look at you look at him, and I tell you, next time we talk, you're gonna be like this. Yo, I ain't even know who that cat was, because most people don't know who he is. <laughs> most people don't know who he is. Yo, yo, he is incredible, mm-hmm. bro. Real talk. And and I will say this. Um, you looking at the fight next week? Oh, for everybody, listen. Next week, uh, Jamal Charlo is fighting. I think it's cat cat named Brian something or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They're fighting that. They're fighting next Saturday. Um, please check out that fight because there's going to be some excellent fights on the undercard of that fight. Please check out that. That's next week though. Okay. UFC this week. Boxing next week. So Kyle, you got another question? 
We good? Yeah, we good on the vodka. Right? We good? I, I, I called in. I heard the vodka. I was like, I like, I like this talk. <laughs> so I just, I just watched the La I just watched the Floyd De La Hoya fight again, like an hour ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and let me give you a little backstory on that. You do realize that in order for Floyd to get that fight, he owed Golden Boy two fights. Oh, for real? Huh? Yeah. See, what I was telling you, Miss Tony, De La Hoya was the was the, was the next cigarette. So. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to fight him, if you wanted to fight him, you had to give up two promotional fights to him. Okay. So, which meant that after you beat him, because everybody beat him. I mean, Shane Mosley did, Bernard Hopkins did, everybody beat him. But when you beat, because he was a draw. So his thing was, like he was saying about Tank, he's a draw. So what De La Hoya would do is De La Hoya would say, yo, if you fight me, win or lose, I, Golden Boy pr- promotion will promote your next two fights. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's going to so make money on the back end after that. I didn't know no. that. That's interesting. Yeah. He's talking about trying, that to, was come before. He's talking about trying to come back. Yeah, he's supposed to fight this. Uh, he's supposed to fight. Bell for an ex UFC fighter, but I don't know what's the deal with all these ex UFC fighters getting calls from boxers. But um, I don't know. If you seen that, did you? So I'm assuming you didn't see the train wreck between um, between um, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Anderson Silva, and Anderson beat him. Actually. I, Nah, yeah, it's it, yeah. You know, Jr. is a joke, dude. He's a he's terrible. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like, even his father was like, "Yo, dude, you're fuck, you're a clown, dude." His dad actually was like, "You're, you're a clown." <laughs> that's that's something when your dad tell you that. <laughs> but you know, if you look at who, but if you look at who his dad is, you got to respect that. Because right. Chavez Senior, true. He got 100 wins. He has 100 victories. Jeez. Mm-hmm. True. He's the truth. And you, and then he look at you like, dude, come on, man. You're a clown. What do you, what do you say after that? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Absolutely you're right, nothing. You're right, Dad. You're right, Dad. My bad. And you keep it pushing. <laughs> what are you going to say? You're going to say, Dad, you lying? No, I'm not lying. We both watched the fight. You lost. You lost in a boxing match to a retired Anderson Silva. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. It's time to go, man. It's time to go to the house. We're good. <laughs> Ain't nothing else to do now. Wow. But uh, one last wow. question for you, Kyle. Uh, who you got, Phoenix or uh, Milwaukee? I got Phoenix. They're hot right now. How many now. games? Uh, I got Phoenix and six. Okay, I like that. That's what I got. Six, Phoenix and six. I can go with that. Maybe, My man maybe, maybe five, depend, maybe five, depending on if Giannis comes back. But if no Giannis yeah, goes there, it's not going past six. Well I, well, I think they said Giannis might be back for game three, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Either two or well, three. Well, he was I know back for tonight. 
They got to steal one of these two, then. Uh, I don't know if he's playing. don't steal one of these two. Nah, definitely don't play. Well, they go back to Milwaukee for three or four. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got to steal. They got to steal. Because I think... Yeah, but still, I still think because I, I think Phoenix, Phoenix, I think Phoenix could play on the road. But yeah, absolutely. If mm-hmm. if the Bucks mm-hmm. could steal one of these two games, then they could make it. They can make it a series. But if they lose these two, so real just like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's over in six. Ow. Okay. I, I, I figured it but was going to go five. On Giannis, that's depend, that's, that, that depends on Giannis. Like, you know what I'm saying? If he, if, if, if he comes back, like you said, by game three, it could, it could probably get to seven. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't come back and they don't, and they don't win these, these one of these two games, he's going to take it home. I think Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul is going to watch them. You, you, you can't, you can't play, you can't play the Suns with all of their weapons. Without Giannis, because you got to be mm-hmm. able to score. With yes. They can't score with mm-hmm. without Giannis. You, you got to have You, you got to have your big man in. But I, I you know, uh, my man at work said that he bet me, and I'm not saying people betting is illegal, and I think nobody needs to bet strictly for informational purposes only. But um, he said that he was betting that Phoenix was sweeping. Mm-hmm. So sweet. like I can't, I can't see a sweep. I can't see I, a sweep, dude. I, can't. I just want to interject. I don't, I don't see a sweep, but I, I don't see a sweep. I definitely don't see a sweep, but I do see that. I don't think he should play tonight because Milwaukee has won their last two without him. You know, and I think this yeah, yeah, yeah. game is yeah. like a fill, right. fill you out game, so they don't necessarily True. have to use True. him. So that gives him an extra two days to let that leg heal. So it's not. It's not smart to play him tonight. Yeah. So that that's just my yeah. my take on it. But Jazz, I know but, you but had said sense. last week when we had our show that you wanted to ask Kyle, you know, our resident sports expert, a question. But I'm just I've been trying to remember what that question was. Do you remember what it was? Um, no, I, I would have to I listen back I, to the re- replay. I don't I don't remember, but I do have a question for you. Uh, what is the okay. what is the difference in what is considered a big man? Because I know we we've been having this debate. You know, you got you got <laughs> you got three you got big men that slide. You got conventional big men like um like Towns. Then you got big men like Prasingas, which they can shoot the three. What is your you know because you you are a big man. You played in the paint. Do you consider right. that a big man, or a big man that can think, float and shoot the three and all of that? Today's big man. I think. I think big man. I think like how how I classify a big man is how you use your body. You know what I'm saying? How, how you use your body, how physical you are, how how the presence that you know what I'm saying you 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 establish on the court. That makes you a big man. Now, in today's game, there's no real – it's like they call it a positionless game. So you have guys uh-huh. that are big but don't necessarily play big. You see what I'm saying? you got like a Porzingis. He's big, but he doesn't play big. 
Carl, even Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns, he's big, but he doesn't really play big. But then you look mm-hmm. at a guy like uh, DeAndre Ayton, who's like hybrid. Mm-hmm. He can play big. He's got a nice. He got a nice inside game. Got nice touch, but he can also stretch the floor a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You got an AD who's who I wish would play more big because he has that skill set in him, but once but has a lot of finesse in his game, so where mm-hmm. he he doesn't necessarily have to play big. You know what I'm saying? So my definition mm-hmm. of a big man will be somebody who's real physical, dominant, and and enforces their will, you know, on the game. That's how I see a big man. But like I said, like in today's game, big men, I don't think it's, it's not it's not it's not valued the way it was in the past because of the fact that you have big men now that can bigger guys that can stretch the floor and put up more points. And and and, and in, in today's NBA, it's all about spacing because you got guys that you got you, mm. you know, these guards, okay. big men, they clog up the paint. Where now guards can't mm. get in the paint, you know what I'm saying? Because cause you got other big okay. guys that are that are able to defend in their blocking shots. Mm-hmm. So coaches now coaches really want bigs that can stretch the floor that gives their guards more space to operate in the paint. And, and that's why you see in teams putting up 140 points in today's game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. big men aren't valued as much in today's game. Like they like to stretch bigs who can who can play outside the perimeter and allow their guards to get into the paint. And, and put up some more points. So, so taking that into account, because I, mm-hmm. I know you follow the NBA draft. Why two years ago, when Phoenix drafted Aiden, there was a lot of people who shitted on that pick. There's a lot of people who shitted on that pick. Remember, that was mm-hmm. the same draft with Luca, Trey. Uh, I, I, the, the cat from Miami. So again, why do you think that? And I'm not sure you answer this, but why do you think that they shitted on Aiden? And now everybody's like, "Yo, yeah, he, he, he actually is very, a really good player yeah, like, now." Yeah, like like I said, because big men aren't like his his style of play was isn't really in demand in the NBA right now. But when he when he got on the floor and showcased that he's he's versatile and he could he could play the big man game but also stretch it got a nice touch could shoot a mid range he got he has, he had some turnaround post fades in that last series like he he could play ball he's a baller so now that they see it they're like oh okay now I understand why you made why he went number one you know what I'm saying because like and 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 you got to give credit to him like he 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 put in the work. I'm saying you also got to put in the work. You got like big men, big men these days. If you if if you are that dominant presence, if you could if you can add to your game and and and, and be able to play outside the paint, get a little touch, get a little jump shot. You know what I'm saying? You're you, now you make yourself more valuable. So if you okay. do want to play big, you have you have that ability. And if you want to and if you want to stretch the stretch the court a little bit, you have that ability as well. Okay. Can I just so, jump in here, Jazz? You know, uh-huh. the, the reason Absolutely. why, you know, Jazz, Jazz and I go to Kyle, you know, for his expertise in these situations is because Kyle is a college athlete. You know, he's played ball his, literally since he was in the womb. You know, when I carried Kyle, whenever a game was on, he was moving. I, I'm, I'm serious. He, was, <laughs> he has been into sports since inception. I just want to put that out there. So he... 
it's ingrained in his DNA. And, and me, myself, my husband, you know, we love sports. But Kyle, when he played ball in college, and why Jazz and I love to go to him for these answers uh-huh. to just make it clear on layman's terms is that he was a big man from Kyle has been back uh-huh. the ball literally since he can walk at six months old. Kyle was the epitome of a big man in, in, in sports, you know, in high school and college. Uh-huh. He played with his back. Like we said last week, Jazz, he played with his back to the to the basket. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he That's was cool. able to stretch the floor. He had that three-pointer. He, he dominated the paint. You know, so he is talking about something that he's very knowledgeable in. And, and Jazz loves going back and forth with him, just picking his brain on on those and what, I would, and what I would say to that, mm-hmm. what I would say to that, like when I was in like in high school and like and like my first few years in college, before my senior year, I was more I was more considered like a stretch big. I like to play outside mm-hmm. a lot, you know what I'm saying. But then my senior year in college, that was my that was my that was my best. That was my best year playing, like, overall. That's when I started Absolutely. the paint game, and that's when my game, like, you know, transitioned in, uh, uh, in, a crazy, yes. in a crazy way. I was able to, like, once I started, like, embracing that physicality and being in the paint and loving to bump guys, like, I wanted to be bumped. Like, before, like, when I was in high school and my, like, my first few years in college, I didn't really like, I didn't really want to get, you know what I'm saying? That physical. But once I embraced it, once I put on like, and it came from hitting the weight room. I hit the weight room once I, and once I noticed like my body changed and I was, and dudes didn't uh-huh. feel as heavy as they used to feel. Like, and I noticed uh-huh. that I was just moving bigger guys around. Like, uh-huh. that's when that's uh-huh. when it became more fun because now I could do anything. I could kill you. I could, I could kill you outside and I could kill you inside. And that's when that's when right. my game changed. And and that was the most fun I had playing when I was able to be versatile and and and, and do something like a. Like not to compare to John Jason, but do do similar things in that fashion. You know what I'm saying, and and that right. and it just made me a better all around player. Right, but and that is the Kyle. year that put him into that ten year category that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes. that made him a one you know team. once Absolutely. in a lifetime. Yes, all decades. But I mean, but my thing is like you just said for for cats who might be. AAU or you know in high school you know was your was the weight the thing that changed how you play because you got stronger or was it position mm-hmm. or was it coaching? no it, the weight the weight helped but it was the mindset switch because once I once I realized mm-hmm. like in my head like yo like you could you could bang with these guys, like you know what I'm saying. Get in there, feel right. that bump. You know what I'm saying? Like once that, once that, once that switch clicked in my head, that's when it took. Cause like I had, I had like before I had the skill set to do it, but it didn't click in my mind yet to 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 turn that switch on. And then once it, once that switch turned on in my mind, then then the weight, then you then you realize, then you realize what that weight could bring you on the court. You know what I'm saying? What that what those what that weight room what you did in the weight room, what you did in the in the gym training and all that, you realize what it, how it can help you on the court. Uh-huh. So it's a mindset. Uh-huh. So like 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 they said, oh. the game is ninety percent mental. Ooh. But it's also really? the coach the coaching and the leadership. You know, that coaching squad is, is 
paramount to them letting them know they can do. It's like he was a a, a chess piece on a chessboard. You know, he welcomed that contact. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew he can hang. He knew he was had that checkmate. I mean, Kyle. I'm not just because I'm his mom, but it was something <laughs> to be. When you when you look at his play, that senior year in college was like like you said, all the culmination of all the AAUs, the travel team, the high school, the junior high school, the varsity, the junior varsity. It all culminated into that most powerful senior year that a student athlete can possibly have, you know. And and wow. and it was just it was like. It was a beautiful thing to observe because when you look at him play, you knew that he had come into his own. You know, he knew what he can. He you, he knew what he brought to a game. He knew what he brought to a team, and and those around him. I mean, Eddie and I, my husband and I, were sitting in the audience, and people would come up to us and say, "Oh, you Kyle's parents." He he is. Absolutely amazing. These were some opposing team of parents, Jazz. These were the teams that he was wow. playing against that came up to wow. us and talked about our son. So it's not wow. like he doesn't approach this lightly. You know, he got respect mm-hmm. on both ends of the court, literally both ends of the yeah, court. Yeah, you mean all defensive teams, so absolutely. Yeah, we enjoy when he comes. We enjoy when he comes to visit us. Absolutely, yeah. I, I get to pick his brain just like you pick him up. So okay, so okay. One last question because I know we're probably running short. Okay, oh, biggest we cash running short. <laughs> okay, okay. In that case, okay. Biggest addition for the Suns, Jay Crowder. Or Chris Paul? Uh, it got to be Chris Paul. That's without a doubt. Absolutely. Chris Jay Paul. Carter, Jay Carter, no question. Uh, I don't know. But what, what Chris no, Paul Crowder, brings to the team. I don't know. Crowder brings that. You like Crowder? Crowder is that. I like Crowder, man. I mean, I, I agree with oh, you. Oh, I don't Paul, like him. I don't think he's he's, Crowder he's is the dog that player. every team needs. Crowder is a dog that every team needs. Absolutely. You need that. You Absolutely. need a Crowder on your team, but you also, yes. but you don't. But Crowder is not going to push your team to the finals. You need, you need that presence. You need a Chris Paul like yeah. presence yeah. that's going to yeah. cultivate Absolutely. the whole, yeah. the whole aura of the team. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I had no idea Cameron Payne. Okay, I remember oh, him both. when he was when he was. Chris, when he was uh, Russell Westbrook's dance partner at OKC, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Had the dreads and all mm-hmm. that. But I didn't know that after he went to Chicago, after they traded him to Chicago, that he basically dropped into a black hole for like two or three years. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, his story is amazing, dude. I was like, wow. Well, like, well, like but, you but, know, the, but even with him, like, it's. It's mental. Like he's in a he's in a position now, where where he can play he can play freely, and he, you know he got he got he got his opportunity, and 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 all the work that he's been doing. Like when in his days in in OKC, his days in Chicago. Like even though he wasn't even though he wasn't that black hole, he's still learning. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so now yeah. that he is in the, yeah. he's in a position to to showcase yeah. you know everything he's been learning throughout those years. 
Like, yeah. like that switch, that switch clicked into his head. Like he had the couple games against the Lakers. We saw, we saw a glimpse of it. Then when, who they played the yes. next series? Um, uh, who they playing the next series after the Lakers? The first series they played, um, after the Lakers, Lakers they, played they played Denver. Denver. They played Denver. And then the Clipper series, then the, and then the Clipper series. That's when he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he took off when Paul when Paul went down. And once he mm-hmm. saw once he saw that once he saw that oh I could play at this level, put the ball in the rim, I could I could get to the paint and finish over these bigs. It, he he just he he just got in the rhythm and he didn't look back. I I would have. I'm not a crowd I, fan. I was, I'm. I'm I'm not a crowd of fan. He, he's a he plays for Boston. Come on, I'm a I'm a Knicks fan. Oh, whatever, Anything man, Boston is is Come on, you gotta get that up. Bro. It's real. I was I was just telling my up, husband man. the other night. He he he. Uh, nah. It, it has yeah, to be. Yeah, I'm not. He was getting a paycheck, man. See, my son is not a crowd of. Kyle isn't a crowd of fan either, so it's it's ingrained in our DNA. Now don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. You know, for for me, I will say this. I I got more when when I I got I I have a problem with Crowder. I mean, I have a problem with uh, what's the old boy, um, Garnett. I got a problem with Kevin Garnett. Oh man. So then I got a problem with Crowder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's kidding me. Yeah. So yeah, I got I I got that. Crowder was. Crowder was there for a check, but Garnett talking like he played in Boston for twelve years. You know, you don't be stomping on the leprechaun. Don't stomp on lucky. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> dude, like, dude, you played it, dude. So you forgetting you played in Minnesota for a whole twelve years, right? You forget the you. Right. You're going through all the. He was bugging on that one. You going to the Hall of Fame because of what you did in Minnesota, not because of what you did right. in Boston, bro. Because you was a you was an aging veteran by that time. So he when I heard that, he was still putting that. Yeah, you still putting that hurt him in Boston, but you know we know Garnett for his it was it was, Minnesota days. It, it, he was he was putting the hurt on cats. I give you that, but the hurt was coming, you know, few and far between. Put it that way. But he was the end. But like yeah. you said, he's that Crowder. You need that energy. You need that energy. He, he's Absolutely. always bringing that energy. You're not coming in a hole without going to the floor. And you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk shit. And I'm gonna throw some elbows. I'm gonna give you with the garnet. I'm gonna give you the garnet special. It ain't even matter. But don't talk like you was in Boston with uh, Danny Ainge and and Larry Bird and. Larry Bird, right? Yeah, you. And even Larry That's Bird was like, ridiculous. I don't care, dude. Larry Bird was like, I don't care, what you, I don't care, just stop on that shit. I don't care, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait. Right. So right. yeah, so Cal, when you get a chance, man, check out that Russian cat at um, light heavyweight. Tell you. One seventy five, right? And tell you, mm-hmm. you tell you, you when you see him, you are gonna be like this. Ooh. Cause Canelo won't. Cause let, let me let me tell you this real quickly. When Canelo when Canelo got the belt from Kovalev at light heavyweight, they was like, all right. So if you stay at light heavyweight, if you keep this belt, you got to fight the Russian cat. Canelo said, you know what? 
Y'all give up that belt, dude. We're going back to 168. Warriors ball. Just like that. Oh, he didn't, so he didn't want to see him. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Don't nobody want to see that Russian cat, dude. <laughs> that Russian cat is serious. You, wow. when, when, when you look him up, next time we talk, you tell me what you think. But I, I like your top five. I, I got your top three. I like your top three. I like your top three. I do. I like your top three. I, I do. I, I, I got. I like it. I, I got to admit, I like. It. I was like this. Okay, he is following. And I'm a young cat. Okay, okay. I'm, new, I'm new to the box. I'm new to the boxing scene, but I'm I'm growing to really love it and follow a lot Dude, of like another another yo, fighter like Shakur Stevenson. Like I like. Okay, it. you have to you have to do me a favor. You have to watch that documentary. I'm telling you. Watch, Which one? Watch that documentary, The King, on Showtime. Okay. You watch that documentary. Like I said, the documentary is about Sugar Ray Leonard. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, and Roberto Duran. Watch mm-hmm. if you watch that documentary, four parts, and then you'll understand why I said what I said about Floyd Mayweather. Okay. Okay. Because well, I didn't hear about Floyd, but well, basically I said that Floyd never after Corrales, Floyd didn't fight anybody. That. Was was relevant at the time. He didn't fight anybody who could beat him. I tell you that much. I put it like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, he handpicked. I mean, he I, fought. I, 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 I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just listen. But I'm, I'm not gonna get in on Floyd. I'm a Floyd because I'm a Floyd guy. I know you are, but let me, t- but let me tell you this. <laughs> if you gonna tell me about Ricky Hatton, he fought an old Ricky Hatton. He, he, put fought, his head, he put his head in the side. He put his head in the in the sideboard. Yeah, but dude, Ricky Hatton, you notice that was Ricky Hatton's last fight, right? You, you do notice that, right? You know, you do know that Ricky fighting Ricky Hatton was fighting. He ran into, he was, he ran into the goat. I, I would imagine it would be his last fight. There you go. All right, so the way his head, the way he his fought, head hit that pad, <laughs> there was no, there was no fighting after that. Dude, you fought a, you you beat a old the only the only fight that I give like I said I give Floyd credit for was Diego Corrales because he had to fight Diego Corrales because they were both 135 and they both had belts and mm-hmm. the Madonna fight the first Madonna fight because Madonna the Madonna fight. Besides the Corrales fight, that was the only other fight where he actually almost lost. Mm. So, other yeah. than him, yeah, that was the a Ricky fight. Hatton, that was a fight before. Yeah, the Ricky Hatton, the De La Hoya, the 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 autumn other old cats that he fought. That's great, but they all was old. What none of them in their prime. And then he gonna and then he gonna end the career at fifty and zero. Instead of fighting, he's going to end the career at 50 and 0 by fighting Timothy Bradley, of all people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timothy motherfucking Bradley, who ain't shit. Who was the gatekeeper <laughs> at 47 because he never could keep a belt. And he was old because that was his last fight. But, like I said, I, so I, I, I'm a little. Cause, Again, I grew up in the age of the kings. 
all the top guys fought each other. If he's the top guy, you fought right. the other top guy. That's the only way you're going to make money. You're not going to make money fighting, you know, mediocre guys, the tomato cans. Now, cats fighting tomato cans making money. They're like, so why I got to fight somebody who could beat me when I keep fighting these bums that I know can't beat me? So, I get problems mm-hmm. with that. He's the, he's the I master. Think, I think later he's on the master. Later uh-huh. on, Floyd Correa was more a business decision. Like you got Floyd, like Floyd, Floyd is the businessman of boxing. You know what I'm saying? He's like the Le- he's like the LeBron of boxing. Of course, of course, of course. So well, and I, you and, know, and I will I, say and, this. and that's the element of his, that's the element of his, you know, what I'm saying stature that I I gotta respect because he he, he oh, you know, what I'm saying he once he got out that top rank contract, he owned everything he did after that. Well, let's be clear. He was. When he when he got out of remember he was fighting on I'm gonna give you a little piece of history he was fighting on HBO everybody mm-hmm. was fighting on HBO Al Heyman before, he told Floyd he said yo and this is from Al Heyman's book Al Heyman said went to Floyd and was like yo you gonna be signed with HBO he said Floyd was like yeah shit I mean ain't nobody else. They're the best in boxing. So, yo, he said, I tell you what. He said, give me three days. He said, give me three days. And give me three days before you sign it. HBO was going to give him a five-fight deal for, like, I don't know, $15, 20000000 million. Al Heyman goes. He comes back three days later. He said, yo, you ever heard of Showtime? He was like, yeah, I heard it showtime. He said, yo, they want to get in the box. He's like, where? He said, yo, Showtime is going to give you a contract for 10 years, $130 million. He said, what? Yeah. Really? 10 fights. 10 fights, $13 million a fight. That is how he became Money Mayweather. He's really? been with Heyman ever since. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, because okay, now, okay. I didn't know that. Hey, can fight on cable, and and they still get to do pay per views, and Showtime was in on that. Yep. So that's how. And guess what? HBO does not do boxing anymore. Mm-hmm. Showtime, Showtime. ran HBO yep. out of business on boxing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they said, yo, if they were to offer him that much money, we can't compete with that, dude. Because that's what Floyd said. Floyd mm-hmm. said he took him back to HBO like, yo, this is Showtime game. This is Showtime. Just the HBO looked at him and said, yo, good luck. Ain't no way we can mm-hmm. compete with that. And now took off with it. HBO, I remember the last card that HBO put on before they went out of business. They was like, yo. We're about to get out of the boxing game, y'all. We've been in the boxing game for 40, 50 years, and now we got to go because we can't compete. Because then the zone came. Then the zone was like, yo, they buying up everybody. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, look at that. Look at that documentary if you get a chance. Real talk. I think you'll, mm-hmm. you'll learn a lot. And you'll, you'll, we'll you'll, you'll understand that old school boxing. Thing. So thanks, Kyle. 
Thank you. Ms. Tony, thanks for <laughs> saying thanks for Miss Tony, thanks for I'll, I'll, I ain't mean to, to talk your head off. <laughs> no problem. It's all about those sports that we enjoy. And you gave us Word. a victory on that as well. Carl and I both benefited from your, your, your love of boxing and just enlightens us, not just us, but those that are listening as well. I know Gibbs tuned in, you know, chimed in. He's been texting me back and forth. Oh, for so sure. It's all about, Absolutely. all about, you know, understanding the sport. And that's what you provide us Absolutely. with, especially during the boxing. So we thank you. You well, guys have been listening to this sports. Really, we would not have known that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're listening to Let's Chat Sports. My name is Miss Tony. I got the boxing expert over there, Mr. Jazz, and our in-house sports expert, Mr. Kyle. We so enjoy well, when he joins us. Man. You know, big we, man. we we thank you for spending some of your precious time with us, Kyle. You know, I always enjoy chatting with you. <laughs> so thank yeah. you once again for joining yeah, Jazz yeah, and I yeah. this evening. You know, so we hope you guys have enjoyed our show. We will be back here. Next time, so make sure you tune in. We are here every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Once again, you're listening to Let's Chat Sports. Tony and Mr. Jazz. Everybody, enjoy that game one tonight. It's already in progress. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go Uh-oh. tune in. All right. <laughs> and see what the results are, Jazz. Have a great evening. Good night, everybody. All right, you too, baby. All right, thanks a lot, Kyle. All right. I'm like an accidental connoisseur, you know what I'm saying? Like a connoisseur with ADD. (laughs) Yeah. But I do like my stuff. And I do like my things. 